0: Good evening everybody and welcome to episode 136 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. The sum of the cubes of the digits in 136 equals 1 cubed plus 3 cubed plus 6 cubed, which equals 244. And the sum of the digits, the sum of the cubes in the digits in 244 is 2 cubed plus 4 cubed plus 4 cubed, which equals 136. Very circular. That's fantastic. And it's Throwback Thursday, and we'll be taking a look at the backhand side spin flick. We've also got some interesting questions to talk about today, but let's get started. I'm Jeff Plum, and with me as always is Coach Alois Rosario, who I know wants to comment about that wonderful number fact I just talked about.
1: Ca- ca- Jeff. Can we can we just get rid? Of, uh, no, that was really interesting, Jeff. The um, the cube of one plus the cube of three plus the cube of six equals yeah, but no two hundred forty four. Two hundred forty four, and then if you cube two plus cube four plus cube four, you're back to one thirty six. You got it. You
0: paid attention. Excellent. Well done. All right. Um, any table tennis, Jeff? Uh, yeah, let's um let's go um straight into uh yesterday's ping skills question of the day, alloys, which was who is going to win this year's Australian Open Men Singles and the women's singles? And you also have to pick the margin, and you need to leave the comment on our Facebook page. And whoever gets the winners and with the closest margin wins a quarterly ping skills premium membership. So get onto our Facebook page, find that little post I put up and put down your entry for your chance to win
1: a premium quarterly membership. Yes, indeed. And the draws are now out, so it's time to get cracking and get your entries in. So uh, women singles, top seed, Kasumi Ishikawa, second seed, Ai Fukuhara. So they, I think, are going to be the top two picks a um, couple of other Japanese players in there, though. Um, it's a strong Japanese field again. Um, interesting, um, an old campaigner from Australia, Zai Land, who, uh, who I think Jeff, you might have even played um, National League with. Still going strong, and uh, she she's up against Fukihara, um tomorrow afternoon. So that'll be interesting. Indeed, yeah, looking forward to that one, and and. Um,
0: and- as we mentioned yesterday, Alice, we're going to be flying up for the final day to do some commentary. So
1: um, really excited about that. Yeah, that will be good. And uh, men's singles, uh, Jung Young-sik from Korea, number one seed. Um, and Kenta Matsudaira, number two seed. And you know, a few Australians chucked in their, um, you know, qualified... or got through the qualification round. William Hensel um, straight into the main draw. David Powell's in there. Kane in. So, uh, yes, so some, uh, some, some sprinkling of uh, local talent as well. And Rowan Duria, um, a chap from uh, your hometown, Jeff, and the current Australian under-15 champion, um, comes up first round against Jung Young-sik from Korea, the number one seed. So that'll be a real test for him. It can can- well. Yeah, can
0: Canberra- Yep. So ch- check out those draws and get your entries in um, for your chance to win that uh, quarterly membership.
1: So just go to the Facebook page. Facebook page. Um, check out the, the uh, little post about the competition. Put your comments in there, and that's your way of entering. Go for it.
0: Indeed. So www.facebook.com/slash/pingskills. All right. The ping skills question of the day. Is is Japan the next big thing in table tennis? So, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of uh, good Japanese results. Mima Ito, Young, coming up, winning pro tour events. The men have a lot of uh, exciting players coming up as well. So let us know your thoughts. Is Japan the next big thing in table tennis? And as always, you can... um, Look at our Facebook page, or you can answer on our blog or on our YouTube channel. Um, yeah, so um, get involved. Love to hear from you. All right, Aloys, it is Throwback Thursday, and today we're taking a look at the backhand side spin flick.
1: Yes, indeed. So what, what a shot. I mean, this shot has really come to... be. To prevalence, I suppose, in the last five to ten years, but I mean, it's a shot that has been around for forever. But the backhand side spin flick is such an important part of uh, the top players' games nowadays that you know it's um, it's really hard to serve anything short anymore because everyone's getting in there and playing that backhand side spin flick, and you can basically attack any ball. Like if it's even if it's short backspin, you can still attack it. It's a really good. Um, stroke to just experiment with and have a try and see if you can um, master it and even if you don't master it it's something that you can do and have a bit of fun with as well you know it's just uh yeah it's a very very interesting stroke and um and something that you know you can think about developing but lots of fun to try go to um go to our uh, strokes and techniques page and uh, on there you'll see a lesson on the backhand side spin flick and you'll get some tips on how to do it too
0: Indeed. I'll put a link in the show notes, Alois, so people can check it out. It's not often that you get a new stroke coming along in table tennis, but this, you know, in the last 10 years has really ramped up. And now it seems everybody does the backhand side spin flick, especially, you know, on the return of serve.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the Chinese really lead the way there, don't they? I mean, everything that's short, they're just in there and they're doing the, the backhand side spin flick nowadays. So... Yeah, good good stroke to just experiment with and, and try. See if, see if you can do it. Yeah,
0: have some fun, indeed. All right, let's move on to some of the questions. Um, first up from Il. He says, I watched your video as a younger, when I was younger in YouTube, and I like your versatile topspin techniques. Is there any rotation with the shoulder, its axis, before and into the contact of the ball?
1: Yeah, so uh, yeah, there is ill. So I think um, they're talking about this the rotation here with your shoulders. So it's really important that you start to develop that rotation. Um, it's easy when you're on a swivel chair, um, but um, <laughs> so so your stroke your stroke that we focus a lot on is you know from here to here. But while that's happening, there is also this rotation happening with your body. So it actually is happening from your waist. Um, up. So that rotation starts to get that forward momentum with your racket and also starts to increase the speed of the, the, your shots um, as you're coming forward. If you ever get a chance to have a look at um, table tennis players from a camera uh, right on top, it's um, it's quite funny or strange what, what you actually see you actually see like that sort of rotation happening um, with uh, with the stroke so yeah, it's, uh, it is an important part of the stroke, that rotation as well as the technique that we show you um, with the actual arm movement.
0: That's a good point, Alice. We need to get a camera up there and do some filming from up
1: there. Yeah, but you're going up there, Jeff. You know what I'm like with heights. <laughs>
0: Indeed. Indeed. All right, well, thanks for the question, Il. Next up is a question from Abinav who says... I had a question that if we're going to play in a tournament and there are two categories, under-17 and under-19, can we play in both the events?
1: Yeah, so um, the, the, the first thing is that it's always just a matter of each tournament, and each tournament will have its rules as to what you can enter. But if you're going to play in a tournament, try to enter a few events. If you're just going to a tournament you play one event, often they're knockout, knockout meaning that if you lose a match... That's it, you're gone. So it's no use entering a tournament and just playing one event. You go there for the whole day and you might play one match and then go home. Um, try to enter as many events as, you, as you're as you allowed to and that will give you lots of experience in just playing different players and also just, you know, get allows you to be there for a little bit longer during the day as well. Um, yeah, so definitely if you're allowed to, enter a few events um, and... Usually, like if you're under 17, try to enter your age group and perhaps one age group above and then there might be some other events that you could enter as well, you know, some doubles or uh, they might have graded events as well. So, yeah, give it a go. Fantastic that you're actually entering tournaments because um, something that we really encourage uh, players to do.
0: Yeah, indeed, Avanav. It's going to be a great experience. So, yeah, get in there, enter as many events as you can. Um, the best way to find out is usually just grab an entry form. So find out about the tournament, where the entry form is, and it'll have the rules on there about what you're allowed to enter. So just read that and, yeah, good job um, getting involved in the tournaments.
1: Uh, yeah. So, so if, if players are looking for ways to get into tournaments, um, any advice there, Jeff? Um,
0: yeah. I mean, I guess how I got involved in tournaments was actually joining a club, so... Once you go to a club, they have all that information. So that's the best way I found to um, get involved is join a club, and then you're in the loop, and you see all the tournaments coming up. And um, now these days with the internet, of course, you know you can check out your um, state association or your national association's website, and they'll have all details about tournaments. So that's another good way to keep involved.
1: Yeah, I I think that's really good. I I think joining the club is the real key there, Jeff. That's uh, that's a really great idea. And I think that starts you on in that whole process and and linking into the table tennis community, I suppose, a little bit more and and finding out what's available.
0: Yeah, it certainly does. Because if you're just, you know, playing with your school friends, that's great. But there's a whole wider community, and as soon as you join that club, you're like, oh, my goodness, I didn't realise how big this community was and, you know, how much fun it can be. So, yeah, get down and join a club. Highly recommended. All right.
1: And remember, table tennis is played in 222 countries around the world. It's the sport with the most countries um, affiliated to the international body. Within that, there's states, there's 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 little clubs all over the place. There are so many clubs around the world. Find one. Join it.
0: Good advice. Alois has spoken. So go do it, everybody. Go find a club if you're not involved in one and join one this week. Do it. All right. Firaz has the next question, Alois. And Firaz says, What would be a good serve for me if I've been playing, if I've been constantly playing ping pong for around eight months and participate in middle school amateur tournaments? Please make it simple and spinny because I can't do those
1: pendulum things. They're too difficult. Oh, come on. Sure. The pendulum is good. You you really need to give it a go. Like it's, there's a few simple things that you need to do. Get that elbow up high, um, up as high as your shoulder change the grip here, and then just focus on this action here. Just get out there and do it. Okay. You don't like the pendulum? Try just the, the simple backspin serve to start off with. So most players, when they start, are just doing the flat um, topspin serve or, you know, the fast serve. Just start to experiment by, by trying to put some backspin on the ball by sliding underneath the ball. Give that one a go. And probably the easiest way to to get that contact right is to get away from the table and just on the floor and see if you can hit the ball on the floor and get it to come back towards you. Yeah, so if you can do that, um, then you're starting to get the feel of the backspin on the ball. I'll show you the label so you can see it spinning around. So there you go, like that. But that's that's a good that's a good simple one. If you don't if you don't like the pendulum, come on, get into the pendulum. Pendulum's good.
0: Yeah, get into it, Faraz. And those tips were good, Alois. Elbow up high, and then just you know using your wrist. I like those tips. Um, so Faraz, go back, watch what Alois said again, and uh, get out there and practice it. But yeah, that that tip about um, just trying to get the ball to spin back to you away from the table. So just hitting it onto the floor and coming back. I found that. That's a really effective way for people, as you said, Alois. And when I was a kid, I remember getting a table tennis ball and just with my hand flicking it and it would generate backspin and it would go out and then come back to you. And I guess a lot of people have done that sort of trick. But then this is doing the same thing but with your bat, just hitting it out and then getting it to come back to you. And it it really is effective. So try it. Don't just think, oh, that's simple. It really will help you. Get out there try and serve the ball onto the floor with backspin and get it carving back towards
1: you. Yeah, another, another interesting thing that um, I heard today, Trevor Hurth, um, I was having a hit with Trevor Hurth, and Trevor often listens to these uh, Ask the Coach shows. Um, so Trevor was talking today about how he learned to, I suppose, deal with spin. So he used to sit up uh, and, and hit the ball against his cupboard with a bit of side spin, and then as the ball came back, he'd keep putting spin on it, keep putting spin on it, and trying to try to learn to um, to to cope with that spin. And um, Trevor, some of you might know Trevor. Um, Trevor, if you've seen him play, has an incredible feel for spin. So, um, yeah, it might be, might be a trick that you could try. You know, just just hit the ball up against a wall with a bit of spin and just see if you can make the ball spin more and then you can also learn to cope with the spin that's coming back. So there's one for you from, uh, from the great T. Hearth.
0: Excellent. Good tip. Good tip. All right. Michael says, is there a list of all the Ask the Coach video responses that I can browse?
1: Yeah, so um, so there is. And an it's interesting, like, with um, w- the website that, uh, that we've got, there's so much information in there. And um, it's a little bit a matter of just getting out there and exploring um, what's in there. So if you are looking for all the uh, video responses to our Ask the Coach uh, questions... Um, you can go to the Ask the Coach page and on there, down on the right-hand side, there's um, there's a, there's some links and one of them is the video answers. So you can just click on that and there you get a whole list of all the video answers to our um, Ask the Coach questions. But it's, it's worth just exploring around um, the Ask the Coach page and some of the other pages as well and just see what's there.
0: Yeah, good tip, Alloys. Yeah, I mean, I always wondered if there's any way to make that more prominent. Um, But because it's down in the second list, we've got when you go to the Ask the Coach page on the right, you've got all the topics. So each question is categorized into a topic. And then there's a secondary set of links below that which show featured questions most recently updated and then video answers. And you can also click on my questions so you can see all of your own questions that you've asked, um, which is good. And by clicking on that, you'll also see all of your own comments, so questions you've commented on. So that's another useful feature. Yeah. So as Alois said, just get on the website, Pingskills.com. Explore around so much good information there. And if you haven't been to our website, get there, Pingskills.com. Sign up for your free Pingskills account, and then you will get our free table tennis newsletter with lots of tips every week. And plus, you'll be able to ask your own questions comment on other questions, comment on our blog, get on board, get involved, pingskills.com. Thanks for the question, Michael. All right. And then if you want to get even more involved and take your table tennis to another level, you can join up our premium membership where we've got Serving Secrets course, Receiving Secrets course, a 52-week training plan. We have training secrets, sports psychology videos, everything you need to take your table tennis to the next level. So check out pingstills.com and our premium membership. All right, Alloys. next question is from Lucas, who says, I need to change my rubber in a couple of weeks, maybe even a month, and I can't decide if I should get short pimpled rubber. Should I try short pimples and just switch back to inverted if I don't like it, or should I keep playing with inverted?
1: Well, Lucas, I reckon because you've got that interest in that thought in your head it's worth just going and and experimenting with some short pimples now um that way you will know for sure otherwise every time you miss a backhand you'll be thinking oh maybe i should change the short pimples give it a go play with it for a little while play with it for a a month um and then say all right it's no good or it's good um, otherwise, you're you're always going to be thinking in the back of your head, oh, maybe I should use short pimples. Maybe I should give it a try. Give it a try. And if you haven't got any big tournaments coming up or any other, other big um, events coming up, it's a good time. Um, but, but make sure you don't change for one day or two days. Um, change for a week, two weeks, even a month. Really give it a proper go. Allow yourself to get used to it. Then you can make your decision. Yes, I like it. No, no good. Throw it back in the bin. Get back to the inverted rubber.
0: Yeah, interesting. So I guess that's because he's got that interest and you know wants to try it out. That you're saying that alloys. Um, Did you ever consider short pimples, or use short pimples?
1: I actually used it for a year, um, and I have to say that um, it was a bit of a disaster. Um, (laughs) um, But but I I, I did play with it for a year. Having having said it was a bit of a disaster, it actually taught me quite a lot um, about my game. Um, And I found that when I switched back to inverted rubber, um, it actually improved my uh, backhand attack. I suppose it almost freed me up. So my backhand was never really great. But after using the short pimples for a year, um, I found a bit more freedom um, with with my backhand topspin. So, yeah, um, I did give it a go. What about you, Jeff? Did you, ever, did you ever experiment with different rubbers?
0: No, not with short pimples. Um, I like I've you know hit with them like once or twice. Just when other people have had them, but I didn't really find there was any control there, and I didn't like it. And I just always preferred the inverted, so I just stuck with that.
1: Good job, Steve.
0: Indeed. There you go. Well, Alois, that wraps up another uh, sh- another show episode. The cube of two plus the cube of four plus the cube of four, one hundred and thirty-six. All wrapped up. Thanks everybody for watching. Um, is this our last show, Alois, or are we going to do another one tomorrow? Oh, we could.
1: We could do another one tomorrow night. What do you think, Geoffrey?
0: I think we should do another one tomorrow night before we head off for the Australian Open Finals. So um, we'll do another one tomorrow night. We will see you all then. Thanks for watching. Make sure you check out pingskills.com. And
1: thank you, Alloys. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, uh, viewers and listeners. Um, and I hope you enjoyed today's show. And we'll see you tomorrow night. Sounds good. Bye, everyone.